Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info available on both desktop and your mobile devices, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. So head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. We are here to just absolutely bury this Falcon season uh, and have a whole ceremony about it. And joining me, as always, on a Sunday evening to recap this game is former Falcons fullback, Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, what, what's up? How you doing? Oh, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all right because, you know, I'm not surprised. Is this what isn't something that like, oh, my gosh, we lost to the Saints and I don't know how this happened. This has been something that anyone with eyes and ears could see and hear from a mile away was going to happen. We're just not built to win this year. We're not. And a big reason is because of our quarterback. And now the defense laid a couple of eggs today, too. That had nothing to do with the quarterback, but. I'm going to give them a pass. They've been amazing all season. Uh, I'm not really going to give them a pass. They, they still need to tighten up. But um, it was just Falcons fans getting more of the same. Uh, we we got, what, seven to ten, three years in a row? Yep, three years Literally, in a row. Seven to ten, three years in a row. So you can't get hurt if you um, take your expectations down. And I, I've said this like almost like every single year to where – I'm not going to let them allow me to have hope. I'm not going to let the Falcons allow me to have high expectations. But yet, um, this year, I actually allowed them to because I felt like Desmond Ritter can be a, uh, like we said several times in the first couple of uh, episodes, he can be a Russell Wilson, like what Russell Wilson was in Seattle. And maybe not as great as Russell Wilson, but just the guy who happens to be a good, cheap opportunity to give a stable game-managing play that maybe he could take it a little bit above average, and that's all we need. Didn't happen at all. So uh, I'm glad the season is over because we need to make some decisions. We need to uh, make some moves. We need to do mm-hmm. something, especially at the QB position. So now we can at least start the conversation. Yeah, you mentioned kind of the season coming to an end, everything coming to a head, and just the decisions that are about to be made. And uh, like, thank God, I'm so ready for that, not only because the Falcons just lost to the Saints on the road, 48-17, but just because like I, I can't take it anymore, frankly. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm fully open and I will own up to getting roasted on Twitter today after tweeting that I felt that this game was absolutely proof that Arthur Smith should be back in 2024. And I'm prepared to defend that take. You know, I usually try to stay away from hot take territory. I rarely wade into you know, I think something this uh, controversial and polarizing, but damn it, I wanted to do it because I I don't mind being wrong. I'm totally prepared to be wrong on this. Yeah. I just, I think that, and and we'll get into this discussion today, I just think that it was a very clear example of <clears throat> when you are getting consistently good quarterback play, this thing hums. The pieces are there. They were being involved. They, like, the offense was not the issue. 
And then when the quarterback made some egregious errors and made some misses, yeah, the good was good, but the bad was so bad that it it really took them out of this game. So those are my thoughts. I If you want to tell me that I'm full of it, Ovi, go right ahead. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't have to tell you that because the rest of the world told you that. <laughs> I saw it. Like, bling, yep. bling, bling, bling. Oh, Will's getting. It was. I just turned beaten. it off and then I went to go make dinner. It was oh, great. Man. I just like left my phone in the other room and People I was like, "People are not happy with that take, <laughs> my friend." And, and and you can understand why because yep. he's the one who chose his quarterback. Arthur Smith yep. is the one. Him and Terry Fontenot got together. Even though I love Terry, I will defend him till I day I die. Um, Arthur Smith was like, "You know what, Desmond Ritter, that's it." And yeah. like, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I'm, as you know, I'm a former Raven, too. I was a Raven for <laughs> four years, then I was a Falcon, and so I followed the Ravens very closely. It boggled my mind when Lamar Jackson was free and all these teams, not just us, like the Patriots, the Falcons, and a couple other teams, like, no, 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 we don't want Lamar Jackson. No, we don't want him. He's he's not yeah. good enough for us. We're, we're fine here. We have Desmond Ritter. We are so good <laughs> at the quarterback position. They're all, that's my stuffy, high fluting voice. That was amazing. That was they, they, they thought they were like too good for Lamar yeah. Jackson. Yeah. No one wanted him. Like he had to go back to the Ravens saying, All right, guys, let's figure this out because no one wants the MVP of the. That's why people are saying, like, yeah. Will you take your uh, hot take and you can go shove it because they're like, <laughs> they're the ones who chose this situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. the situation sucks. Who chose it? The fans didn't choose it. Arthur Smith chose it. So that's why they're upset. And I, I get them. Um, I get your point, too, because I've, I've been on teams and, and uh, you know, I, I did my own little Twitter storm. Uh, most people agreed with me, but I did have like a, a little 10% of taking of, the uh, easy way out. I mean, but, but, <laughs> but, but I was like 10, 50. I thought like, actually like, like, like almost 50% of people did not agree with me. I said Matt Ryan has spoiled these fans because I didn't spoil these fans. I said that they all owe him an apology because at his best, even at his mediocrest, he was still better than Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Even when Matt was on an off day or off game or off week, a couple of weeks, he still would have made that throw 99 times out of 100. The one that Ritter was going to miss like eight times out of 10 or five times out of 10. It's it just, and I'm a little biased. I get it. I played with the boy, but he was one of the best quarterbacks, not the best quarterback the Falcons have ever had. And, Fans were trying to get him out of here whenever he did anything wrong. And I'm like, we would die for somebody even half as good as Matt Ryan right now because the quarterback position is so important and we can't get it right right now. Yeah, man. I The quarterback play has just not been good under Arthur Smith, right? Matt Ryan was at the tail end and we saw in Indianapolis, right? He, he didn't even last as the starter. Like th- this, it's fair to say that Arthur Smith has not gotten the quarterback position right. However, I just think it's, I would need to know what their plan was otherwise. So, all right, you're not investing the resources at the quarterback position. So where are you choosing to invest those resources? I think if you look at this past offseason, which in my mind is the first real offseason, like everything else, going to get Deron Harmon, like those are band-aids. Those are one-year band-aids. Eric Harris, not Jesse Bates. You see when the Falcons say, okay, now we want to in, in, enact our vision. You're getting a guy like Jesse Bates. You're getting somebody like David Onyemati. You're getting a Calais Campbell. To me, they chose to invest in the defense. They did. And they said, all right, we're drafting skill players. Our offensive line, they actually inherited, you know, not the worst group in the world, 
you had Chris Lindstrom, you had Jake Matthews. I think Matthew Bergeron had a pretty good first year as a rookie. Like, I, I don't think he was a huge issue at all. If you compare him to Jalen Mayfield, he was a freaking all pro out there. Yeah. Like, yes. So I, you know, I think that you see Bajan led this team in touches in yards. Like he was a focal point, certainly more so down the stretch. I think they miscalculated how this season would turn out. And I do think they kind of were saving him for the second half. And you saw this team, some individual players were really starting to peak at the end of the year. Like they were going into the season kind of prepared to really be playing their best football right now. It's just that one of the young players that this team has drafted and tried to develop at the quarterback position has continued to make mistakes that really, really swing the outcomes of this game. Like if you're looking at the win probability chart, I have to imagine that interception at the start of the third quarter and then one play after the Saints take possession, they score a touchdown to Chris Olave on one of the weirdest plays, like a great catch by him. Great catch. That immediately swings the momentum. And then that fourth down throw, man. I like I know I saw you tweet about, but to me, that right there, the throw against the Panthers, like these are there's times when Desmond Ritter is is looks great, right? And you're like, cool, there it is. But these plays are like non-starters to me. Yeah, if, I mean, if you it's, miss it's, that throw it's, it's and you throw. the same throw. I'm glad you called uh, the Panthers. Bijan Robinson out in the flat, simple throw. That was Tampa. That was Tampa. Tampa the yeah. Carolina one. Yeah, no, but that's the exact same play. There yeah. you go. Exactly. It's over and over and over again. They're like, yeah, I'll throw him back out there, and it's just like he threw it behind the guy. He was late, and it was just like, what do you do? High school quarterbacks. Yeah. I played high school football. High school quarterbacks. Trey Duckett. Shout out to Trey Duckett. He's a doctor here in uh, Atlanta now. He was my quarterback. We won a state championship in South Carolina. Florida got high school. Made that pass. 95 times out of 100. Yeah. It's a simple flat pass. Mm-hmm. It's a flat pass. Just throw the yep. ball to the flat. I mean, Matt was talking about it. You got you know, to lead him up and you know, fundamentals. Basic fundamentals. That there are high school quarterbacks that can make these, these throws. But he was so good in college. I, I just don't know why in the NFL he can't transition basic fundamental football. We're not asking him to be... Tom Brady. We're not asking him to be Peyton Manning. We're asking him to be just serviceable. Yeah. And when time and time again, we can't get that. And so I hate it because he's an amazing guy, like really nice guy. I've met him in several charity events, you know, says the right things, you know, got a heart of gold. But like football wise, it's just, it's not hitting. It's not clicking. No, it's, it's definitely not. And I mean, I loved what what Matt Ryan said about that play on the broadcast afterwards, right? And he kind of broke it down. And he was like, it's just a fundamental thing. It's fundamentals. When you're making your plant foot that you're going to throw off of, it needs to be pointing outside, not inside, because you're throwing an outside ball. And that's something where uh, over the course of the season, JT O'Sullivan a few times has featured Desmond Ritter on his YouTube channel, The QB School. Recommend anybody to go check it out. But he does a good job just from the quarterback mindset of of breaking down kind of quarterback tape and that's something that he has nitpicked uh Desmond Ritter about kind of all season long is some of these just his footwork where he's really pointing where he's trying to throw the ball and those are some of the accuracy issues that we've seen with him don't get me wrong like when they started this game he started this game as hot as like oh, literally anybody could like, start oh, a game like, oh crap we going to win this I like, we yeah. going to win I think like, we might actually win this it, and then um 
the real Desmond Ritter showed up and it was painful. Um, and so that like that to me is, is why this is such a stark contrast because I, and ultimately it all comes down to this, right? This whole big debate and discussion that we're having boils down to the fact that do you think Arthur Smith <coughs> has done more with less and is elevating certain positions, but is confined by the abilities or the talent level that he has had at quarterback Right. And again, as we discussed, that is partially on him because they chose to go this route. But is he doing more with less or as a lot of people feel, is he holding back Kyle Pitts? Is he holding back mm. Bajan? Is he and ultimately where you end up on that is is determining this whole discussion. That is as simply as I can put it. I fall on the path of you saw just a quarterback operating to support the offense on those first couple of drives, right? The throw to Scotty Miller, that Desmond Ritter didn't have to do anything except what he failed to do on that Bajan pass, just hit the open man. But he was open because it was a beautiful leak play that the Falcons knew they would get on that opening drive based on a look that they felt New Orleans had scouted. Then the Bajan play, he did the only that in week two, what I was asking Desmond Ritter to do, if you'll recall, was game manager plus, but find your checkdowns a little faster. Find those easy yards because you never know what's going to happen. But John Robinson showed us what could have happened. Yeah. And that is, I think, more indicative of the mindset that maybe Desmond Ritter saw Taylor Heineke operate with in the offense, which worked beautifully against Indianapolis. And I just have a hard time faulting the play calling, the coaches, the offensive kind of system when you have a quarterback who, when he operates within it, and it looks like he's doing things with a purpose and kind of really being a point guard, and then to start the second half, you have somebody who's patting the ball, patting the ball, and then firing something right to the other team. It's like, clearly that wasn't part of the design. Clearly that was a mistake by you. I just have a hard time saying that the coat when it's working, right? And maybe people are going to be like, when it works, the coach is great. And when it doesn't, the quarterback sucks. Like, you have to be involved in the good and the bad, right? You're the head coach. You take the blame for the good and the bad. But it was just so clear to me that the mistakes were player first and not necessarily anything to do with the scheme. They didn't get conservative. They didn't do whatever. It's just when they're down 31-17 and he misses that throw on fourth down, if I'm a defensive player, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like, I officially, yeah. that's I'm done. And oh, I yeah. think that's what happened. And so I don't really care what the final score was at the end of the day. Like, yeah, the the fake victory formation, which I want to get your thoughts on that in in a little bit. But I I don't really care if they lost this game 115 to like 17 because they never really stood a chance once Desmond Ritter reverted back into the player that he has been. And to me, that's the story of the season. And so I just have a, I would like to see go get just a competent veteran. Go get Derek Carr. I don't care. Like he doesn't have to be truly. I would love for them to go get you know Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, like. That should be the focus now. But if last season they had just gone out and gotten a Derek Carr, a Kirk Cousins, or what have you, we wouldn't be in this boat. And at I all. think at that point, Arthur Smith would be... So what's stopping them from doing that this year? They're still going to have the okay. defensive guys. They're going to have the offensive inf infrastructure. I trust that more than blowing all of this up. And maybe that's why I'm coming from the position that I'm coming from. And I, I mentioned it last uh, podcast that because I've been uh, through a couple of restarts, Mm -hmm. I know that if you can, if uh, any any possibility for you to maintain the structure you have now and just add one new piece or two new pieces, 
that's going to be better for continuity and that's going to be better for the team moving forward because the defense, they're humming. Uh, you don't want to change defensive coordinator, defensive line coach, defensive end, the defensive linebacker. You don't want to have to change all that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and very rarely do they just change just the head coach, but keep everybody else the same. The head coach <laughs> wants to bring his own staff. Yeah. So yep. he's going to wipe through everything. Starting from scratch, it might take I – mean, the first, when the first time uh, Arthur, Smith, Arthur Smith came, granted we didn't have much uh, talent, but it took a while for him to learn that system. It took a while for him to get used to, you know, how uh, the new coaches did things. And we don't want to go through that, you know, just settling period where we're figuring stuff out with a new coach. If we can just get a quarterback, that's it, and then play football, that's much easier. So – as much as the the fans with the pitchforks and the, all the bonfires are, are you know calling for Arthur Smith and his whole squad to be kicked out of town, I get it. Somebody has to take the fall. Somebody has to take uh, you know responsibility, and they want to burn somebody at the stake. And I mentioned it before: coaches get fired for the bad play of players all the time, all the time, it's, and it still could happen. But I think. Yeah. As a player and as someone who loves his team and wants to see him win, it would be better for us to just try to get a quarterback. And then after we get a Kirk Cousins, you know, the quarterback over in uh, Chicago, Justin Fields, if we go get, mm-hmm. you know, just, just somebody that is, is competent. Because I, I really don't want to do the whole rookie thing because it may take two, three years for rookie to be good. And I don't want to be waiting two, three years to see Arthur Smith because the be like, oh, it's, it's a rookie. We're expecting the rookie yeah, to go true. to the playoffs. It's a rookie. Yeah. No, <laughs> go get somebody that has the ability to play football at the quarterback position. And then let's see. And then after that, next year, then decide if Arthur Smith should be here or not. But this year, probably not the best decision, even though it's not the popular one to keep him. I think it's fair to blame Arthur Smith and to blame kind of the vision for what this season could be because they went in thinking they could manage the quarterback position. And it's very clear, you know, they they maybe could have done so if the turnovers were not like the single biggest problem <laughs> that this team has had this year. Like they really did crush them and they almost successfully managed the quarterback position in some ways and still almost managed to reach the, the postseason. Don't even make that margin for error it, like that small. Put the freaking gutters up on this bowling lane. Go get a quarterback who is kind of coach-proof, mistake-proof. Go get somebody with the track record that is like, you're an asset to this team, not somebody that we have to work around or have to make feel comfortable or you know get going. Go get somebody who's going to come in and be like, I'm handling my business. Your job is to get everybody else around me to be as good as they can be. Like, go get somebody to drive this. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. (laughs) I'm so not against anything like that. Like, I'm open for anything at this point. It's just, again, I keep coming back to the fact that the first two seven and 10 finishes are not like this one. I am not saying that this was a good year by any means. I am not pleased (laughs) with this finish. I don't think anybody is. So I totally get that this year was not good enough. And I understand that Arthur Smith has a ton of responsibility for that. But I just don't think when I look at people say that he has three, seven and 10 seasons, this team isn't any better than it was. What That's, that's not true. You're looking at 
this team record-wise the last couple of years, this team would kick those two teams' asses. Like, this team is a better football team than those two teams were. It's just so hard, I think, to... You see it in flashes. You see these games where they move up and down the field. Today in the first half, perfect example of what this offense could be. That last drive before halftime was pretty awesome. I was like, all right, cool. They're moving down the field when they need to. And I wasn't expecting this. And they had been dead all second quarter. And then they came alive. In the fourth quarter of games, when they have the lead, they've looked awesome. And it's really funny to me, though, and I get that he's an offensive coordinator by nature, so everybody's going to look at that. But if we're going to blame Arthur Smith for picking the quarterbacks and getting that wrong, can we give him a lot of credit for picking the defensive coordinator and having a hand in building this defense? And let me give you this stat, Ovi. Because when I saw this, I like I had to do a double take. I had to check it to make sure it was okay because it crept up on me. And how much we talked and hemmed and hawed about the pass rush going into the season. They had 42 sacks this year. That's the most they've had since 2004. All of the defensive lines that you played with, John Abraham, Jonathan Babino, yeah. all those guys who were awesome. This team had more sacks than that group. Are you serious? Yep. 42 sacks. Why are we not giving Arthur Smith any credit for that? We're not. Um, why? Why? Because it's got a big old he glaring. He fixed this defense in three years. Like, wow, this unit is really good. We used just to give him like, a chance to the quarterback. Complain right? about how we can't get to the quarterback, and so our DBs are left out on an island because no pressure is ever occurring. And that's the forty-two sack. It's not to say the pressures and the hurries and all the times that we make quarterbacks uncomfortable. That's great. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go out and trade for Miles Garrett. No, this is coaching. This was like we went and got the right guys. We handpicked some dudes in free agency that we knew could come in here and do the right things. And then they coached them up. They and developed one guys yeah. for most of like I mean, they there are so many positives if we just get past the fact where it's like Drake London has a big game, and yet we're gonna sit here and say, why didn't Bajan and Kyle Pitts touch the ball more? And then the next week Bajan has a big game, and it's like, well, why wasn't Drake London involved? And it's he just kind of can't win at this point. So yeah. I'm just going to tell you guys what I see, how I feel there's more to this team and the story of 2023 than just the offense. And if we're going to talk about the offense, to me, quarterback is more of the story of 2023 than just an egregious coaching malpractice. Because again, you look at some of the bigger stats and like the Falcons moved the ball well. They just had way too many drives like we've talked about against Tampa Bay, where you come away with a field goal because you miss a wide open player. The margin of victory in that game turns out to be four points. That's a four point swing today. You miss on fourth down. All of a sudden the game's basically over. You marched down to the one yard line. And I thought they had a heck of a play design to get Drake London, the ball in that little shovel pass. Oh, it was great. New Orleans just sniffed it out. But like, that was beautiful. I'd rather have a coach drawing something like that up. than somebody who's just going to like, all right, we are going to run it up the middle on first and second down. On third down, we're going to bootleg to the right and throw it out of bounds. (laughs) Like, no, I he's inventive. It just didn't work. And on fourth down, we saw why. Because you put a player in a position, it's right there for him, and he missed a free throw. And that's just kind of what my takeaway is. But again, if, if Arthur Smith is fired at some point this week or in the near future, I won't be surprised because you look at it and on the surface, it's really, really bad. I've just watched this team very, very closely because it's my job. And I I think that there are really good things. And if one position gets right and gets right, you know, next year, 
this team could easily be one of the surprises of, of yeah. the NFL. We just thought it would be this year. We thought it would be with Desmond Ritter, and, and it wasn't. And we were wrong, but so was Arthur Smith. I just don't know if one year of being wrong after two years of being better is enough to get him fired. So we, we had the, one of the easiest schedules we've had in a long time. That's it was the easiest in the NFL, which is another knock against Bam. him. Bam! Yeah. The easiest schedule in the National Football League. Yep. And we had the most money we've spent in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And we had all of the talent that we've been begging for outside of quarterback um, now with this team with, you know, bears of riches in the running back meeting room with wide receivers like, you know. I Kyle could still Patrick use a, a, another couple wide receivers. That's just well, me. <laughs> I, true. Yeah, but, but Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Johnny mm-hmm. Smith. You know, I feel like we've been getting some uh, some good stuff going Dude, on. Janu is nice. I really yeah. like Janu Smith. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, it, it's just that with, with all this hope that we had this season, mm-hmm. no one expecting this. And this is why everyone's so upset because Hello High Water figured it out. Like your job is just to figure it the heck out. As a fan, I don't want to hear this. This they call excuses. Excuses don't cut it. And as as Great of a story and uh, you know everything you laid out is it's still <laughs> a big fat excuse. You know, did, did you win or not? You can't be like a little bit pregnant. Like, are you pregnant or you're not? Did you score a touchdown? Did you not? Did, so, did you but I would not? say the same thing to the people who, when the Falcons win a game 17-16 and Kyle Pitts has two catches for 14 yards, did you win or not? Like, it kind of gets used both ways. All about winning football games. And yeah. if people don't expect Scotty Miller to be the one leaking out, but they would if it was Drake London, then use Scotty Miller. I don't yeah. care. It, I'm not exactly. catch it. Like none of that affects me. I, I just wouldn't draft Falcons fantasy players moving forward. No. Um, but let's talk real quick about the uh, kind of the fake victory formation yeah. uh, and the uh, touchdown at the end of the game. Now, right after the game, obviously Arthur Smith said that oh, was fucking Seth. bullshit. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was pissed. He was mad. He was big mad. He was mad big mad. mad, dude. And. After So after the game, then Dennis, Dennis Allen, a Saints head coach, told reporters that they had called a true victory formation and that Saints players literally went rogue and they wanted to get Jamal Williams, who led the NFL with 17 touchdowns last year and had none this year. They wanted to get him a touchdown. They, they had to do it in a cheap way. They had to sucker punch the Falcons. But Dennis Allen is basically throwing his players under the bus there, <laughs> um, which I, I get because, you know, as a coach hey, in a coaching fraternity, you don't want like other coaches to think that you know, he's not actually Sean Payton. Sean Payton's the only one that just does not care. I think when anybody thinks about him, but I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? Were you ever part of a, a game or something like that happened? And then what would be your thought it's- if, if you're on the opposing sideline? So, I mean, fake victory happens in high school, in college. I've seen it in the NFL before, a fake victory that's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's it's robbery games. I don't see anything wrong with it. It's like literally. Really? Still, okay. Yeah, it's still football. Like, at what point did we become a bunch of like like little girls playing like touch football? This is football football. They, they've already <laughs> changed the rules so yeah. much to where the game's been watered down. It's one of the things to where you protect yourself. You keep your head on a swivel. I mean, there are guys say, if I go there on special teams, be like, but the ball's the other side of the field, and <laughs> I got nothing to do with the play. Why would you come up and just hit me? Uh, it's my job to protect myself. It's my job just to stay ready at all times. True. If a guy comes and decks me, that's my fault. Yes, they shouldn't be running 
supposedly all victory. That's everyone's kind of chilled out. But I've been told that you don't relax when you're in the game on a football field. So that defense should have been like, okay, we're just going to relax. It's just victory. Blow it. No, you always got to go and be ready. In fact, most guys on defense still try to – I've been on victory formations. Defense still try to knock us over, try to get a fumble, get something happen. So mm-hmm. if they were taking True. a play off, yeah. it's on them. If the coach is mad, it's on the coach not coaching your defense better. That victory formation doesn't mean stop. doesn't mean uh, shake the hands and pat them. No. Try to get the ball. Try to cause a fumble. Try to do something. So it was – I mean, I, I, I think he, he's upset. He has lots of reasons to be upset because that score. So it just added on to it. He's embarrassed, and so I, I get yeah. it. But like, if he sits back and the tough talk that Arthur Smith has done throughout his whole coaching career, he'd be like, "Hey, it's football. You know, stop crying, get it together." But he wasn't in that mood, and so and I, and I get it. But there are a lot of Falcons fans who are like, "Are you serious?" You're you're crying you're crying about that. You're you're hooting and hollering. You just got like 48 points scored on you and like lost the game in in Falcons fashion. And this is what you're like. People are not happy that this is what he chose to get upset about when there's so much <laughs> to get upset about. Um, so, and, and me personally, I, I I just I just don't I see it as football. And maybe I'm I'm just a yeah. brute. Um, and uh, I'm not a coach, so maybe I don't know the coaching fraternity. But I would think all coaches will understand the whole. This is not middle school, high school, peewee football, like you score as much as you can. And, and you know, I think Emmanuel Acho or uh, one of the pundits were like, but it's victory formation. Like guys, you have, a, there's an understanding. I was like, no, there's not. I I played in the NFL, had a victory formation to where we have did a, a, a fake spike and gone for it. Like it was before the half. So it wasn't like end of the game. It was before mm-hmm. the half. And, and we almost got it, but we, we tried to score. Like what the heck? I've definitely seen the fake, where, yeah, the fake yeah, spike, yeah, yeah. What what game we played to where people get upset about fake victories? I, I was I was surprised. I thought it was like a joke, but he was serious. I mean, I do I do think that like if you're in the victory formation, that in and of itself is is telling of your and like given the context, it's forty one seventeen. There's a minute thirteen, and that like. It was a very unnecessary call. Clearly it was because the coaching staff didn't call it. The players were like, all right, we're going to get Jamal in here, you know, which to your point, because you're speaking as a former player, that's how probably all the players out there felt. It's like, yeah, dude, when the whistle's blown, this is the NFL. If you're not ready for anything at any given moment, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So like the players were clear. And you saw Tyron Matthew on the sideline afterward. Like everybody was so excited. They were amped. The, the players, like, I actually kind of agree with you here. I, I think Arthur Smith's reaction was just kind of like, man, now when you look at 48-17, like, that looks so, so bad. Not that 41-17 looked any better. Again, I don't care if this game was 115-17, to but that, I think, just had it. And, and also, like, this was probably one of the worst days of Arthur Smith's life when the second half began, and then everything kind of went on from there. So, yeah. He being pissed about it like doesn't surprise me. If anything, I kind of feel like Arthur Blank's not going to love that reaction. I'm curious to see, you know, just kind of that the camera or the mics caught him, you know, not necessarily doing something ABC family friendly. Um, so, yeah, it it's all just a really bad look and a bad way to end the season. Yeah. One that began with so much optimism, began yeah. with a lot of, from you and me, from everybody. Hey, they got Bajan. They're going to add it to one of the best running games in the league. 
Still not really sure what what happened there. Oh, wait, yes, I do. All training camp, they told us that they were going to try to be more balanced. They really did want to put a little bit more on Desmond Ritter's shoulders. That was the big mistake of the season. That is the scarlet letter of the year. And if you, like, for me, I guess I see it that way. For a lot of others, and I've heard from you, you view this as, all right, he's had three years. Yeah. They they crashed on the year they were supposed to take off. So I get that. I I just would rather, maybe I'm a year behind everybody. To me, when you said like the must have, got to get it right, everything comes down to this kind of decision in this season, that's this year for me. Like that's this offseason because they wanted to enact the plan, their vision, right? And they wanted to build this roster up. They felt they could do that without the quarterback. But that was kind of their first crack at the pinata. Even though yeah. everybody's going to say they, this is their third year. Again, we've talked about it. Really, this was kind of a year one. They just overachieved in the lead up to that, but they were so hamstrung. I'm willing to say, okay, you missed in year one. I'll give you one more crack at it because, again, I view this as a year two, but I know I'm on an island on that. So that's where we're at. I don't really have many words to say about the defense, even though the defense had probably its worst game of the season. Clark Phillips got abused today um just at perry catches left and right chris alave i mean Derek carr looked red hot um but the defense looks so good all year long that right uh, i'm just gonna give him a pass we don't have to harp on that because yeah. there's no there's no week 19 nope. <laughs> so we don't it's have done. to worry it's about that over. yeah like, we're we're finished like i'm gonna go, go grab some popcorn and watch the playoffs yeah. watch yeah. my baltimore ravens uh there I'm you go, go. Yeah. see you get to just take off your falcons cap and you're yeah. fully on uh the ravens I'm flock i'm gonna be a, a, a daniel wilcox he's my uh former teammate with the ravens that's believing believing ravens I'm there gonna go go. nudge you. I'm like, hey, hey, give me half this three. I got something to say. I got something to say. <laughs> oh my God. You should. You should. I would uh, oh, I would absolutely listen to you all playoffs long. Talk about, you know, the team that looks like the prohibitive favorites. Uh the Falcons are the prohibitive failures today, unfortunately. But yeah, man. I mean, that's that's where we're gonna kind of leave it. Do you have any other thoughts that you've been wanting to get <laughs> off your chest? Because now is is your chance to do so. I mean, it's 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 it is going to be exciting either way. If they keep him, if they let him go, because either way, we're getting a new quarterback and seeing how Arthur Smith's going to, you know, deal with. Again, I love the defense; don't want that to change, but it will if they change Arthur Smith. So it's going to be a, a male soap opera. And guys, despite them <laughs> saying that they don't love drama, guys, we love drama. We 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 love uh, uh, football. We love you know highs and lows, and and there's going to be a lot of interesting things that's going to happen in the next couple of months. Uh, from draft day to free agency to, uh, you know, even Black Monday. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to see. So it's going to be uh, exciting. So I'm looking forward to see what happens. My my vote is that, and, you know, me and you are going to be in the small percentage that says this, keep Arthur Smith for one more year, get him a quarterback, not because, you know, we're happy with the season, but because getting a new whole coach and system is going to take – too much of a learning curve for us to even be viable next year. Uh, I think we get not a rookie. We get a free agent, like veteran quarterback, just like we have veteran uh, players with defense. They showed us they can play well. We get a veteran on, on uh, offense that can do that for our QB position, and uh, we'll be fine. So we'll be fine, Falcons fans. Don't worry. Like, you know, dry your eyes. I know. Take a deep breath. This was embarrassing, but hey, we'll get them next year. Hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> you should. Well, 
I've I've made it clear, obviously, yes, that that I am in favor of Arthur Smith returning right now. If you you know get on my head, I, I think I would say that he's probably not retained. Um, I would I would probably say that right now, if if I had to make a prediction on what I think is going to happen, I, you know, I think, fire? That's you I think. think they will. I, I, I wow. again, I don't want it to happen, but I. You know what? After. The way this game ended, because Arthur Blank has not said anything left or right, and he did say that he's going to look at the last couple of games. The last couple of games were horrible, horrible. <laughs> and this one, and the way that he reacted to getting uh, embarrassed, whatever, it just it was just a just like a little, it's a bad little cherry on top of like a crap sandwich. It's it's just like it, it's bad. So I'd say it's like a, a seventy a sixty forty that he gets fired. But there's still a chance that he won't. But uh, Arthur Blank right now, it's so loud. Like, the peanut gallery is so loud. Like, you and me, we're, we're the exception. The peanut gallery yeah. is screaming at the top of their lungs. Like, you got sports announcers that are on team-friendly, uh, uh, like, like the, 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 the sports station for the Falcons, their, their flagship station. You have almost all their pundits say, get rid of the guy. I'm like, dang, <laughs> they don't get rid of him. You got to talk to him next week. Gosh, like they're, they're like, get yeah, rid of him. True. I'm not staying. If this is happening, like, I'm tearing up my Falcons jersey. The like, people are upset. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But I don't know if get rid of the coach is going to give you what you want. It's more just get a good quarterback. So we'll see. Yeah, I do think that's the easiest path to take. Um, real quick, yes or no. Would you be in favor if Arthur Smith is gone? Bill Belichick coming to yes. Atlanta. A thousand would times you. Yeah. A really? Times, yes. All right, well, we got to get oh, into that uh, at another ep- yeah. another episode. Oh, but please, that's Bill crazy. Belichick? Are you serious? Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. That guy, yes, championships, championships, championships. Okay. Well, you're the hey man, you're the player, so you know. I mean, you've played against Belichick team, like yeah. you know so so much more than I would. My gut reaction is. No, not really, but maybe that's recency bias. But he's a great example of how important the quarterback position is, right? Goes yep. from being the greatest court, or greatest coach of all time. He still is, in my opinion, but he's not looking so great nowadays because they haven't gotten the quarterback position correct. And there's no guarantee Atlanta will next season. But eh, let's. I think it's an easier path forward is to fix one position than fix the whole ship. So that's where we're at. Um, I would, if you want to check out our next show, I would say that it's going to be on Thursday, but who knows if there's some black Monday news, if there's some news on Tuesday, who knows? like we'll be back whenever the, or I will be back whenever any coaching news happens regarding the Falcons. If that is after Thursday, then you'll catch me on Thursday, probably talking about more Arthur Smith, uh, future questions and uh-huh. what is going to happen about the Falcons, but I am so ready for a decision to be made. Yes. So I don't have to do that. Um, Ovi, thank you so much for taking the time to join me tonight and all season long. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Ovi Mahaley 34. You can follow me on Twitter at Will McFadden. Check us out on YouTube. The channel is really growing and I greatly appreciate everybody who's uh, subscribing and spreading the word. Today's show as always was presented by bet online that will do it for us the final game of the season definitely didn't go atlanta's way and now really who knows what the future holds for this franchise but we will be here off season next year and we're gonna just walk through it together everybody so until coaching news happens or on thursday take care
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.